0: Hello and welcome back to Love Pod Love Rockets. Uh, this is Ian here, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Rachel. Heyo! What's up?
1: Not much. How's it going?
0: You know, life is good. Life is good. It's a it's a it's a good day to take a breath.
1: Oh, a breath? Yeah. Or to record a podcast.
0: And record a podcast because that's what we're doing today. Today, we're continuing on in our series. Uh, and we have a very special guest with us today. We have the Clayton Allred.
2: All right, thanks guys. Hi Clayton, welcome.
1: Here. Thank you. You are our guest who has recorded with us the most far away.
2: This is still true. Yep, yep and uh, uh, it's been a, it's been a long time, um, which it has been for everybody, but I'm glad to be back.
1: We're glad to have you back.
2: Yeah. Yep. Excited for this series. Yeah, we are
0: continuing on our series called Cultivate, where we're going over the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, these are the characteristics and attributes that we um, gain as we follow Christ, as we go through sanctification, and as the Spirit um, communicates these things to us, we grow in them. And today, we're going to be talking about gentleness. So, to start off with our normal question, let's define what that is. So, what does gentleness mean?
1: It makes me think of laundry detergent.
0: I
3: don't know <laughs> Would you why. To elaborate? Or
1: maybe like dryer sheets or something. I don't know. The downy bear is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's like what comes to my mind.
0: Yeah. Like you...
1: a lot of like laundry, uh like visualizations. I don't know why.
0: I think because <laughs> like gentle is like one of the things you seek after when you're trying to (laughs)
3: relax
0: when you're doing your laundry you don't want things to be uncomfortable you want them to be soft and gentle
1: gentle
2: that's very interesting I was going to say um I like to run sometimes and there there are times that you run by houses that legitimately smell like laundry detergent or dryer sheets and so maybe maybe gentleness permeates just like uh, Just like uh, laundry and dryer sheets.
1: Yeah, sometimes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Or like, especially in the winter, like the snow will be like kind of melted by where the vent is. Yep. It smells a lot like laundry. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: All I can think of is my time as an RA and my residents stuffing dryer sheets in their vents to hide the uh, illegal smells coming out of their room.
1: Oh, how addictive. (laughs)
0: that's <laughs> that's one way you they would do that <laughs> so if i wasn't by a laundry room and i smelled detergent i probably knew something sus was going on <laughs>
3: <laughs> but gentle.
0: laundry detergent means gentle for you guys
3: <laughs> i don't know why
1: that's like just like what i first thought of i was like i feel like i don't know the what is gentleness I think about no. um, I don't know like what the dictionary definition would be, but I think about like something that has like the power to destroy something but doesn't. Mm. Like
3: mm.
1: it's because like if it were just like going through the world without any ability to like do any harm, that would be just like straight up weakness. Yeah, and not gentleness. So I feel like it has something to do with like the ability to do harm, but the choice not to.
2: I like that, clean. How would you yeah. define Gentleness. Um, I like Rachel's description. I, I, uh, her description make, make, make makes me think of like a mama bear or like a mm-hmm. grandpa. <laughs> 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 uh, I, uh, like my my, I feel like my grandpa was very gentle man uh um but yeah i just think of softness in like emotions and in the way that you relate with people and use use your power and influence but also yeah not being scared to do so yeah because that would be uh weakness or timidness so
0: yeah i think those are both really good definitions um if we look at the Oxford definition of gentleness, it says uh, the quality of being kind, tender, or mild-mannered, or secondary definition would be softness of action or effect. And some, um, some synonyms, um, I believe this is the correct word to say, uh, that are attributed with it, or maybe lightness or uh, mildness, benevolence was a word that was there in tandem with it so i think it
1: seems to me that kind is a part of that definition
0: yeah kindness is also synonymous with it so i feel like this the this fruit of the spirit is also showing the connectivity that all these things are things that come as we are with god and Seeking God because they describe each other as well, but you guys are also onto something with the laundry detergent and thinking of softness in that way. <laughs> yep.
1: Well, <laughs> I have a question. I I guess, and I don't know the answer to this, but we, you know, a couple weeks ago we did uh, the kindness pod. Yes. With Mo. So I guess my question is, why, if kindness is a part of gentleness, why are they listed separately and as different things? Like, what differentiates them?
0: That's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, that's
2: just- a really good question. Any I'm guesses, like- Clayton? <laughs> uh, I think a person can definitely be defined as kind but when i think of kindness i think of more like a way, like responding kindly in a situation i feel like it's more situational specific but gentleness mm-hmm. is kind of more of like a attitude or like mm-hmm. way of li- living maybe
1: oh uh, so like you could like be kind your life so you could be like kind in a moment or like a random act of kindness but like gentleness is more of like an attitude of like almost like humility
2: yeah
0: Yeah. i would agree with that Hmm. i think that's a good differentiation that's why i asked clayton first because clayton's good with words
2: yeah man you're too you're too kind (laughs) <laughs>
0: well there's also a reason you're on here for the gentleness podcast i think you are someone who is
2: very gentle in everything that they do so oh thank you i, I was just... i just picked this one because um i was intrigued by it and and i was really hoping that you would like introduce it in a very whispery voice gentleness with clayton welcome oh. <laughs> gentleness podcast we're so <laughs> glad you're here
0: today <laughs> Are are we gonna do some ASMR on this episode?
1: I don't think no. we
0: can. <laughs> okay. Um, I also feel like if we are, I need to tap out because I I just can't. <laughs> yep. I don't think I'm qualified.
1: I'm not a known whisperer.
0: No, you
1: are not. <laughs> of the things of the things I excel at, whispering's not one of them.
0: Quiet is not one of the words I would put with you, Rachel. But that's nope. not a bad thing. so um let's let's swing back to gentleness here before we start whispering um with gentleness what do we think a biblical definition of gentleness would be
1: i think it's uh we kind of talked about this with uh kindness too a little bit but i think it's one of those uh, attributes that helps us to get to know the character of God a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think that like a lot of times when the Bible's talking about uh, gentleness or being gentle they're talking about um, God's response to something or to someone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's like helping us to understand who God is and I think it's again kind of that more that humility bent of like um Like, when God is gentle to us, like, he is perfect, and we are the ones who he needs to show, like, grace and mercy for, and, like, he shows us those things, like, through gentleness.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So I don't know if that's, like, a definition, but that's why I think, like, the Bible fills out the picture of gentleness with.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the Bible verses or passages that talk about gentleness outside of the fruit of the Spirit are leaving me at the moment. But <laughs> I do think of, I think the shepherd sheep uh, image um, is a really good picture of gentleness. You think of a sheep that is just helpless, but the, the shepherd has the power to save it and yeah, keep it safe, rescue it. Um Like Psalm 23, uh, I think uh, uh, God leads us by the still waters. I think that's a good picture. Mm -hmm. And then back to that uh, power dynamic that we talked about with, um, uh, like God is described as our father. You know, I I think there is something um, with like a father has power. um, Mm -hmm. and, And like Rachel said, the... He is gracious to us. He forgives us. He gently picks us up. that's that's where I would go to. I think that's a great image to think
0: about uh, gentleness being like again, that attitude, that response, uh, but drawing us to God's character and that image of the shepherd, definitely, I feel like it can be used in that scenario with showing gentleness. Also tough love, but definitely yeah. like first image being gentleness. Also sheep are very soft if you touch them. So that yes. yes. <laughs> that we'll- also helps with this.
1: Wool back to laundry. I'm seeing where we're going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I think we have found the theme, the connected spiritual theme.
1: All roads lead back to laundry.
0: All roads yeah. lead back to laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. This is a good episode. I like this. <laughs> so, um when you think of gentleness, what is a time you've seen someone display it well? It could be a personal story. It could be a pop culture reference, maybe a story History. of the Bible. But what is a time you've seen gentleness displayed well?
3: Mm.
1: I've got a story. It's a, a personal anecdote. Okay. Um, When I was... Maybe it was like three or four because Elizabeth was in school. My older sister was in school already. and It was in this very sweet time where my younger sister wasn't born yet and Elizabeth was at school. (laughs) So I had my mom all to myself during the day. (laughs) And I used to watch uh, TV and eat my lunch uh, at this little table in front of the TV in our living room. And uh, this tiny table was like, you know, it's child size. Uh, And I when I was done with my lunch, I would crawl all over it on top of it under it. Uh, I would push up underneath it with my feet and balance it as though I was doing my own personal circus act. Um, And I would turn it over completely and do the same thing and push up on it on my feet. And my mom had told me not to do this many times, um, because obviously it was a very bad idea. Um, it was like heavy wood. And the one day I was doing this, and I dropped it on my face. And I started bleeding, uh, because I dropped a wooden table on my face. And my mom had heard, you know, a kerfuffle. So she came in from right. the kitchen. And I remember, like, like, (laughs) sitting there crying, bleeding, and thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Like, she's already told me not to do this. I was doing it anyway, and now I'm hurt. And I just remember, like, my mom's, like, taking me into the kitchen, like, sitting me up on the counter, wiping my bloody nose, like, and then, like, I remember her, like, waiting until we were all done, and she was, like do you know why I told you not to do that? And I remember being like, yes. (laughs) And she was like, okay. So then she was like, is your face okay? (laughs) And I said, yes. (laughs) And I just remember that was like, that was it. Like, then we like just moved on. And I know that like the, I know that that was a gentle response from her because like she had every right to be like, what are you doing? Like, I told you not to do this. Now you're bleeding. You could have really hurt yourself. But she was just so gentle with me. And I, like, remember that as, like, a picture of gentleness. Like, she showed me, like, uh, like Jesus's love and gentleness in that moment because she could have very well been angry with me and, like, taken me to task for not listening and not doing what I was supposed to. But instead, she just, like, picked me up, cleaned up my bloody nose, and we moved on from there.
0: That is a beautiful yeah. image. Also, I definitely can relate to stories like that because I <laughs> I definitely got hurt a lot doing things I was not supposed to do. <laughs> but that, that's a sweet story, Rachel. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Clayton, do you have so, a
2: story? Uh, yes, I have a, a movie story, but uh, it's not... It's not pop culture. Uh, it's, uh, oh. I believe, it's the 1988 movie. Uh, it's it's my favorite sports movie ever. Um, it's a basketball movie called Hoosiers. Have either of you ever seen <gasps> Hoosiers?
1: I have. I saw it in college.
2: Okay, okay, okay. So maybe you'll remember. So, um, so there is this. It's it's in it's set in small town Indiana. <laughs> Uh, I believe probably back in like the fifties and what ends up happening is the small town school makes it all the way to the Indiana state championship. And they beat a team that's like from a really big city. Um, But there is a man in the town who he's an alcoholic. His name is shooter actually. And uh, he knows basketball really better than anybody else. And uh, the, the coach that season this was his first season he was brought in and um this was kind of his like second chance because he had got kicked out of coaching in college like 12 years ago because he had punched a kid and so this is his second chance to coach the high school team in the middle of nowhere in indiana but shooter has a son who is on the basketball team and so the coach is trying to he's also trying to give shooter a second chance and ask him to be his assistant coach and and the son gets really upset because he's embarrassed about his dad. Like um, I believe that we are all made uh, with with the the need of a father, and um, and mm-hmm. that's why we all need God to be our father also. But
0: mm-hmm. shooter is
2: embarrassing his son and doesn't think he deserves a chance, and and uh, then uh, he he does pretty good. He stays sober for a while, and but then he just really loses it again and ends up having to go into the hospital. And uh, his son goes and visits him. And um, uh, and th- they actually at this point have made it all the way. They're about to go play the, the state championship game. And he goes in and sees his, sees his dad and says, um, uh, Dad, when you get out of here, we're going to get a house. Because they didn't have a, a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, together and, and then he says, and he leaves and says, I love you, dad. I'll be thinking of you. And then when he gets, then when they get to the championship game, the coach is asking them all like who they want to, why, why they want to win. And, and, uh, and, and he says, I want to win for my dad. And, and I just, I love that. Uh, I I really think that that Mm. is gentleness uh, Mm -hmm. and compassion because obviously his dad had hurt him and he had every reason to to not want anything to do with his dad. But um, that's that that would be my story of gentleness.
0: That is a good story. I need to watch this movie now. I feel good. (laughs) That is that's sweet.
3: That
1: is sweet.
0: I um I had a story come to mind, Clayton, as you were talking, um, and this is a Brian Wilde story, actually. Okay. So this is probably my sophomore year in college. I was asking Brian to start hanging out with me like every week to disciple and mentor me, and he was just like, one of the weeks, he's just like, hey, we can still hang out, but my kids will be with me if you're okay with that. And I really wanted to hang out with Brian. Past Ian was not really good with kids at all. Actually he was quite <laughs> terrified of anyone that was five feet or shorter. Um, <laughs> I have thankfully grown out of that at my age now. But young Ian was just like nervous around kids. Uh, I mean...
1: I think that's fair. I spend all day with children and I would say it's, it's right to be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> there are powerful people. <laughs>
0: kids can be scary. Um, but I'm like, yeah, let's go hang out. So we go to uh, the mall in Bowling Green. The small. as The it small, is, love the and small mall. Um, and there used to be, it's not there anymore, I don't think, but there used to be this really dingy lit play area for kids. Um. And, you know, the Wiles family has three kids. So uh, their youngest is Isaac. Isaac was, like, maybe four years old at the time. And Allison and Sam, they're all playing together. And Brian and I are sitting on a bench talking. And there's one other kid and, and their dad there. Um, and all four kids are playing. And basically... Isaac and this other small child, like, rip the door off of the playset and start fighting over it. <laughs> and this one, the, the other kid's father, you know, like, pulls him aside and is, like, almost yelling at them. And in contrast, Brian, you know, pulls Isaac was like, hey, buddy, like, what's wrong? Because Isaac was upset and, like, just talks him down and sam and allison also just come in you start talking them down too and like the three of them together just like bring them down talk to them gently and then you just go off and play and they none of them probably remember this but it stood out to me because you had these two examples and I don't know the story or the circumstance of this other father, and I'm not saying that he's a bad father, but just the interaction there stood out to me because of how gentle a response it was, how soft and quiet Brian just lowered his voice and was talking to Isaac, how he was just listening and just, like, helping him understand, like, you don't have to be upset about this. Like, this is okay. Mm. And... Like, I remember this moment and just, I, I think of it af- actually quite often because it's how I replicated being gentle, you know, you know, lowering my tone of voice, you know, speaking more softly, because um, I'm not always the most quiet person either. <laughs> um, and yeah, just like, I thought that was such a cool demonstration of like, being very gentle and being very loving. In a situation where it could be easy, just like, "Hey, stop doing that. That's dumb." Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. shout out to the Wilds family because they rock.
1: Ew. Yep, they're
0: great. So, we've given some references. We've given some personal stories. Some pop. Some I I I think movies count as pop culture, Clayton. Even though it's from okay, the I, I just I wasn't
2: think... sure. It was thirty something years ago. If that he, I think he
1: wasn't sure how pop it was. Hey, yeah.
0: it can it can, uh, it can be a cult classic at this point. It's probably considered a cult classic sports movie. Probably, yeah. There we go. So we know that gentleness may not always be our natural disposition, but how do we best cultivate gentleness in our lives, both on like a macro level and on a micro level? Hmm
1: well i think i'll pose a question to you all because i can't speak to this but we in the goodness episode we talked about how there's times where especially girls are socialized to be good um and kind of like culturally what that means and i feel like uh in thinking about gentleness, I was thinking a lot about how very often uh, boys or young men are not socialized to be gentle and that a lot of that is read as weakness and it's like punished or it's met with uh, negativity or um, I don't know. I just feel like it's the message that it's, it's not okay or it's not encouraged to be gentle Mm. and i'm wondering if the two of you have felt that pressure and or i don't know just what your thoughts are on that
2: it's mm. a good question yeah it's a good good uh i our thought good good idea um yeah i would i would say so yeah i um when you, when you make a courageous decision that's going to be looked at as soft as a man, you're probably going to, I'm thinking, you know, more in, more in like middle school, high school or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. I've been really made fun of that. Well, you, you said at, as they, how we raise young men right. or boys. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of courage to be gentle. So and 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 stick up for somebody with that has less power than you do or the people that are making fun of them maybe or do you have a different interpretation Ian No I think I think I know what you're trying
0: to say I feel like when I think of gentleness I think of going back to that attitude or that mood or the way we communicate that we've talked at different points throughout the night and I I remember like, you know, as a boy feeling I had to always give like a stern response. Like very clear, very short, very strict response. Or I was always taught to speak with authority or have confidence. And that confidence often turned into boastfulness and overconfidence because gentleness was not something that was talked about too often. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like culture and society definitely taught me that message. I was th- I'm very thankful for, um, kind of the balance that I had at home, bringing that in with, um, my dad being someone who's conscious of the way he speaks, and then also, um, just like my stepmom Teresa and my mom, also just being very gentle people themselves, where I had that displayed well, but I definitely felt and. I think middle school, high school Clayton, like you said, is definitely where you feel criticized on this the most,
3: mm. but
0: like having to give a response or like be the tough guy or not cry or like not get picked on or pushed on. Mm. Um, like I remember getting told, like, here's an example, maybe um, people have a hard time thinking that I used to be a school bully. <laughs> um but this is very true of myself in the past. I, I was uh, the kid that took his anger and aggression out on others physically. I was a hall monitor, and I abused my power and got other kids in trouble for things that I did. Um, and even in, like, middle school and high school, um, I remember just having, like, like I already have a really grumpy-looking resting face But, like, I remember, like, intentionally... You have a great face. Thanks, Clayton. (laughs) I like your face, too. (laughs) What about my
1: face? Guys, don't leave me out.
0: Great face. face. You're beautiful. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I remember just, like, always mean mugging. Just, like... Yeah. Just, like, feeling like that is what I was supposed to do and not...
1: And do you feel like that was, like, a response to, like, uh... Like pressure to be that way or do you feel like that was like a projection of like maybe vulnerability that you felt within yourself
0: i think both i definitely think like there was a projection because you always have like the tough guys in all the movies uh that you would watch going anywhere from like the 80s to like the i guess even today um i watched a lot of action movies growing up But, you know, like smiling wasn't a thing, like rough, tough guys, different things like that. Um, But I also feel like I was not gentle because I was hurting and I didn't know how to express my hurt. I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember this also being a time in my life when I was wrestling through that kind of stuff. Not having a lot of peace like I I remember having lots of nightmares in my life during that time Mm. and like just like not feeling um right I guess like cultivating gentleness was not on my radar at all and it wasn't until um I got into high school and got in a bible study and I started looking at the life of Jesus and the words of Jesus that that became a thing that I would consciously try to do. Hmm. Um, And it took until probably college to get rid of the mean mugging loner persona that Mm -hmm. uh, I had at times.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah. It's just interesting. And I wonder if that we're, I mean, I hope that we're seeing kind of like a switch in this too. I mean, I think we talked about this when we talked about goodness and like how we socialize like girls or women but i think even with gentleness like that that would be a part of the modern definition of masculinity i don't know i think in a lot of circles that is not that's not at the forefront Mm -hmm. um and i think that like i don't know i think especially in the last like couple of years it feels like there's almost like pushback to be like no, our men need to be men. They need to be louder. They need to be stronger. And they need to be, you know, uh, like uh, immovable in different opinions. And
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I just think that's, that's, I don't think that that's the heart that Paul wrote, that gentleness was like a marker of God's people with.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, as we were talking i was reminded of something um gentleness is denoted with like god taking our burdens like our 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 burden being light allows us to have like that lightness or that softness that comes with gentleness and uh matthew 11 uh jesus is talking about rest and he says like uh come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, you know, this is the fun thing about this conversation that we get to have on the podcast is, you know, sometimes you have revelations as you listen (laughs) and, uh, was a good question you asked, Rachel, because I just realized that when I was in hurt, vulnerable, when I didn't want to be vulnerable, when I was trying to carry my burdens on my own, um, I wasn't very gentle. Yeah, you know? like people lash out normally because they're hurt or they're angry or both. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, one, and to answer the question that this started this with is, we cultivate gentleness by, um. Leaning on Jesus, like laying our burdens for him, seeking rest in him, like allowing him to be the one like the yoke in in biblical terms normally is like yoke of oxen. And it's like a farming mechanism they would use. And you have two ox, an older one experienced and a younger one. And the older one would carry most of the burden and teach the younger one how to like, you know, make a straight path. Um, And that's what Jesus is referring to in that section in Matthew 11. I think it's at the end um, where Jesus is saying, like, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. So just, like, letting go of that hurt, letting go of the pain, letting go of all of our junk and laying that at Jesus' feet, I Mm -hmm. think, is probably the best way we can uh, cultivate gentleness.
1: Yeah, and I think that we, you know, I think we have some, again, like, I think it's goes back to like some we have some old hardwiring that at one point was useful to us <laughs> and is yeah. no longer that useful to us in that like I think that there's times where we think if we are gentle or if we expose some of that vulnerability that um, it will kind of be used against us in a way or that it will show it will show the people around us that we're able to be taken advantage of or that we're able to be walked all over. Um, but I don't think that is the definition that, you know, we're being given an all of gentleness. Um, so like we can be gentle without the fear that people will take advantage of us or that they will, um, see that as like a sign to, uh, treat us however they think that they should or, or whatnot. Um, I just think it like quells a lot of those fears.
3: Mm.
0: This is true. I feel contemplative in this moment, but I just remembered that I'm the one asking the questions tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there. I'm not going to edit that out. Uh, um, <laughs> we gave everyone
1: a moment to think. Moment, moment of silence. Moment
0: of reflection.
3: <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Cultivating cultivating gentleness um, ultimately comes back to, you know, giving our burdens to Jesus, laying those at his feet, um, being vulnerable with him. Uh, I guess, Clayton, I'm going to ask you specifically, How? what are some, like, practical ways that you have done this? What are some practical ways that you have cultivated gentleness in
2: your life? Um, I would say every time I take a break from being busyness or from busyness and don't fill it with uh, just some mindless activity. Like when I admit my, uh, uh, when I admit my own weaknesses and that I can't do everything and that I trust God with the things that I can't handle and, um i i i think that that helps me become more gentle um praying for people um that sometimes might have difficult interactions with mm-hmm. um and just really trying to empathize with them and thank god for them i think that cultivates gentleness um and when I love all my cats, that cultivates gentleness. <laughs> Sometimes I wrestle Toby, but <laughs> he fights back. But because he's trying to be a man, but he just needs to show his <laughs> gentleness.
0: We all get to, uh, we all get to just, you know, come to God as Father. And we, right. uh, Get to trust him in that. We get to rest in that. Um maybe Toby sees you as a dad. I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> definitely why he's trying to fight you.
0: Yeah. 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 He's going through his rebellious teenage phase.
1: Yeah. Well, with well, everything I do to
2: him, playing. he he deserves to be able to fight back. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so you are to be a, I'm trying to be a better dad. Okay. <laughs> you're growing in gentleness. You? <laughs> oh boy.
0: Maybe this is why I don't have pets. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, um as we're as we're closing up this conversation for tonight um or today depending on when you're listening. It's night for us when we're recording this. We don't sleep, guys. Well, we don't. Uh, we do.
1: We, that's not what we want to... We don't, we don't want to encourage that on the pod. We sleep. And also, you should sleep. Let this be a PSA for sleeping. We are yes. human beings. We need to sleep. We need to eat. We need to drink water.
2: <laughs> I fell asleep a couple times during this recording. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> well... <laughs> Um, (laughs) Any any final thoughts on gentleness? How we can protect, encourage, or pursue it today? How we can cultivate it? How we can draw closer to God?
1: i I just go go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Um, (laughs) I just think it's one of it's one of the more mysterious fruit of the spirit, and so I think just. We need to dwell on it and consider what it is and, uh, allow God to speak into our lives about where we need to, um, uh, communicate with, with gentleness more. And, um, also where we need to reflect on his gentleness and, um, allow him to be gentle to us.
3: Mm. That's good.
0: That's good.
1: I was thinking about um, a couple Sundays ago, Tom gave a teaching about the importance of community and why we need other Christians. Yes. And I feel like this is a good one for that because I think that like in and of ourselves, I don't know that we're always good assessors of how gentle we are or how gentle we come off to others. <clears throat> And I think that we need those trusted people in our lives who love us enough to tell us the truth. Even when that truth is maybe uh, you're not as gentle as you could be in these situations. Or I notice that you're less gentle in these situations than others.
3: Uh. Um,
1: Cause I think that's, that's the thing too. Like the standard, like, it, well, god's standard is perfection we can't do that with god's help we can get better but we're still not going to be perfect because sin exists and we're human and we'll try but we can't be we won't be perfect so it's really in trying to trying to recognize uh like where am i not doing this so well and how how can i get better and closer to what what god would have for me in these situations um and get like further along on the gentleness spectrum if you will yeah um so i think that like we all are built like with things that aren't like it's easy for us to show gentleness in some situations and then other situations we just know that like those are hard areas for us And I think it takes, like, a lot of, like, bravery, like Clayton was saying earlier, and it takes a lot of, like, self-reflection and just, like, bringing that to God and, like, inviting him into those situations and saying, like, okay, like, here's the situation, God, like, I do not feel very gentle in my response. Like, if I were to respond, this is what I want to say. And Mm -hmm. just being honest about that and then helping and like having the spirit help you to maybe come up with a response that is closer to what the Lord would have for you in that situation. And that is really hard. It takes a lot of, I know we haven't talked about it yet, but it takes a lot of Mm self-control and a lot of discipline Um. And it also makes us be honest. And I think there's times where we don't want to be honest about what our natural response is in these situations because we are, we just think it should be different or we want to be better, which is a good, a good desire. We should want to be better. Yeah. But like, we can't allow that want to be better to keep us from being honest with the
0: Lord. That's really good. I feel, I, I agree with the both of you. I feel that, um, All the fruits of the spirit are like this, but with gentleness, probably more so inviting God into that space, asking the Holy spirit uh, to just come and you know, commune with us to intercede on our behalf, to teach us uh, how to be more gentle, how to be vulnerable, how to um, respond in ways that are honoring to him. And we also can seek that guidance too, in community and having those people in our lives who are also surrendering, them, surrendering their hearts and surrendering their lives to Jesus saying, I wanna follow you because, you know, wounds from a friend can be trusted, like mm-hmm. people who love you, people who care about you. Um, when they say hard things, like, it's because they care about you and they love you. And like Rachel said, um, we need to have those people in our lives. So as we're as we're closing out our time here, I would just like to encourage everyone who's listening after this episode is over to, you know, just take a few minutes to just slow down and um, just speak with God. Just ask God to um, be gentle with you, to show you his gentleness, to uh, lay your burdens at his feet and for him to give you rest, uh, and to show you the people in your life, too, that um, can be those friends who say hard things to you, can encourage you and can help strive you with you to uh live like jesus so it's great i feel good i feel great guys
2: this is a wonderful conversation one more thing one more thing go for it don't don't stare at that mountain of laundry any longer put it (laughs) put it in there put it on the gentle cycle and let it go do it
1: (laughs) dive in The laundry won't do itself. There's a deep metaphor here. I feel like I feel like we've really struck on something.
0: Mm -hmm. The laundry won't do itself. We need to. We are going to have such an interesting line of merch after this series.
1: (laughs) What was the one from the other day? Oh, Oh. stick a straw in it. Wasn't that stick a straw
0: in it? (laughs) Um, Fruit salad of the spirit. (laughs) Uh, Fruit smoothie.
1: Smoothie of the spirit.
0: Apparently everyone
2: hates pears. Ian is a big proponent of dryer balls. He actually sold sold us on them. So dryer balls are great. We actually use the sheets more, I'm sorry. I still use
0: both, (laughs) but I I definitely use dryer balls and they have saved me a lot of money and they're good for the environment.
1: Okay, full yeah. disclosure, I don't know how a dryer ball works. Like it's I know sweet. you put it in there like a dryer sheet, but I don't I don't understand. It don't
0: it, do, it does exactly the same thing. It helps get rid of moisture
2: and it helps get rid of static. That's it. Hmm. They just last for a long time and you can put essential oils in there to make them make your clothes smell a certain way. Yeah. Oh.
0: They're very customizable and they are basically big balls of sheep wool, and it's wonderful.
1: So our merch line will also uh, in, in include some trim dryer balls.
0: Yes, nice. I will I will tag team with Gretchen O on that one. I will Ooh. I will find a way to provide dryer balls, and she will sell essential oils.
1: I think that's great.
0: What, is a great
1: what, what a great what uh, a great collab.
0: This is a good collab. Um, all right. I have one more question, and this is specifically for Clayton. We have asked this of all of our guests.
1: The most important question.
0: Uh, Second most important question. (laughs) Um, Clayton, best fruit and worst fruit?
2: Okay. Um, I'm definitely prepared on the worst fruit. The worst fruit is an overripe banana. Uh, Bananas should be eaten as green as possible while still being yellow. <laughs> but, okay. but, but the banana is not the best fruit. It is, I would say it's the most filling fruit, but it's not the best fruit. Um, <laughs> I, I love fruit. <laughs> I really Clay like fruit. a lot of fruit.
3: Oh my
1: gosh, really, Clayton, you're so deep in the, in the lineup <laughs> of this podcast for a fruit lover. We should have gotten you on here sooner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I eat a lot of strawberries. Uh, we, we, uh, uh have, have a lot of uh, red delicious apples always. Um,
1: red delicious
2: apples? I, don't, I like, don't even know.
1: For somebody who loves fruit, a red delicious apple is barely an apple.
2: Yeah, but that's what, you got to eat it while it's, you can buy it in the five pound bag though. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And you got to eat it while it's uh, more or n- not quite as right, while it's still hard.
1: The most economical fruit. A red delicious apple.
2: Um, is it? I, I really wow. like... I'm going to have to go kiwi. I have Ooh. a... Ooh, a, I like this response. I, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. He takes it back. I have, I, I have a special okay. uh, dish in the kitchen that is it's an elongated bowl, and I call it my kiwi boat, and it's always stocked <laughs> with kiwi. The best fruit, (laughs) I'm from the South, the best fruit are peaches. When when they're sweet and kind of sour, those juicy, that's the best fruit.
1: I think that's a good answer.
2: It is appropriate. Do you eat the skin? (laughs) No, I peel the skin. What? Yeah, yeah. Peaches should be eaten sliced. Like you peel the skin and then you slot because because the texture is very stringy and it gets cut in your it gets stuck in your teeth easily. So you should eat it in like one large bite instead of eating it like pulling the, the fruit off of the pulling the bite off of the fruit, I guess. So, do you know, how I knew to ask
1: you if you eat the skin or not.
2: No, I did I don't.
1: My southern grandmother.
2: OK, she was she she a
1: she's a non skin eater.
2: I okay. did not know this was a thing.
1: She told me, she always would say, honey, we don't do that in the South.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is her reasoning for a lot of things that I don't know are true or not, but. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a, I didn't know it was that much of a thing either. I just know I don't do it, so.
1: Well, apparently nobody does in the South, according okay. to Tamara Brooker. To...
2: Well, I'm sure it's the truth then. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to go to Clayton's apartment and have peaches. Um, (laughs) Probably not right now, but I need to experience. Not not in season.
2: Not in season.
0: I got (laughs) to experience the way this was described because this is dumbfounding to me. I'm like, this makes sense, but I've never thought of this before. I just bite into a peach like any other fruit and I eat the skin and everything. (laughs) I guess I'm a barbarian. Um, (laughs) You Yankee. I'm a Yankee, I guess. Anyway. Um, Rachel, take us yes. away.
1: Well, thank you, Clayton, for coming on another episode of the podcast. Yep, uh, thank you. You are, you are welcome anytime, near or far. We will okay. be glad to have you. <laughs> um, and we hope you've been enjoying this series. Uh, we have only one episode left.
2: Oh my
0: goodness. So
1: stay tuned for that last episode in our series Cultivate. We'd love to hear from you if you want to email us at lovepodloverockets at gmail.com or you can find us across any of the social medias. Uh, but in the meantime, we hope you have a good week and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.